Yo, welcome back. My name is Rob Wong. In today's episode, we invited a therapist onto the show and uh, she's, she's going to help us date. So we've thrown in a few tools here that will teach you what to do if you see someone off in the distance and they're super attractive, right? And you're expected to approach them in this situation and maybe you have limited time. Like maybe they're walking someplace and what you've got in your space is anxiety and fear and like what do i say to this person how do i how do i interact without being creepy like what do i do um it's just like panic or shutting down or all of a sudden you're like kind of weird in conversation like you might be talking to them but it's just like ooh, what is this strange version of me that's only asking questions um and and like is like desperate and needy where the hell is that coming from so in this episode we talk about how to deal with that and so much more we'll catch you inside I'd like to welcome a very special guest and a very dear close friend, Mary Lucinda Palmieri. Uh, Mary is, is a licensed clinical social worker that works in private practice in Buffalo, New York. Uh, she is formally trained in evidence-based practices such as TF, CBT, and I'll let her explain what that is, DBT, and is currently pro in the process of being trained in EMDR. And uh, Mary, I'm going to turn the mic over to you, and uh, why don't you share a little bit about what you're up to in the world and uh, a little bit more in-depth of what you do in your practice. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. And thank you, Rob. Thank you both for allowing me to be here and for the invitation to share space. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I, I didn't really realize how many motherfucking letters and <laughs> therapy there are shit. Um, okay, so TFCBT is the trauma focus model. So it's called, it stands for trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. It's, it's originally made for children. Um, so that to help them kind of work through their trauma. Um, and then DBT is dialectical behavioral therapy, which was formally um, founded, I guess you would say by Marsha Linehan. Um, she's intelligent and still alive. Um, and yeah, DBT is um, formally like built, like the model was built for individuals that suffer from borderline personality disorder, um, having a lot of suicidal ideation, stuff like that. Um, and in my practice, I mean, you don't only use it with those clients, but it's, it's proven to be most effective with those clients because... Um, or clients with those kind of symptoms. And then EMDR is a trauma-based model um, and that stands for eye movement desensitization reprocessing. And that's a well-researched evidence-based model founded by Francine Shapiro. Um, I've had it done on me personally. It's, it's night and day, I mean, within a 60 minute session. So I'm really looking forward to being able to use that in my practice with my clientes. So. <laughs> yeah, loving this overview. And I'm, I'm hearing a lot of 
a lot of different modalities, most of which are pretty robust. So let me break this down for you if you're listening right now. Um, why? Why are we having this conversation here today? And so a lot of times within dating, there are moments where you feel like you should be doing something, acting a certain way, taking a certain behavior. Hey, I, I should have approached that really attractive girl at the cafe. I should have held my temper during that conflict with my spouse. Um, I could have done that differently, but an, a different behavior emerged. So you couldn't control it. You kind of just there. You just like fell into the old pattern of behavior. Um, so a lot of the work that Mary does is about re-engineering the way that your brain works um, or, or healing something that might have happened in the past so that you have the capacity to do something differently. Um, another way to look about at this is like, hey, how do I expand my bandwidth? So in the moments where I'm really stressed out, there's a lot of stuff on the line. I'm still showing up in the way that I want to show up. Um, so... Mary, uh, if we were really like two stressed out podcast hosts um, just fumbling through a subject that we don't know that much about, yeah. uh, what would how would you get us to a place where we have more bandwidth? And if you're listening right now, be thinking about how you can apply this to your dating life. Yeah, so what I'm understanding the question is, is if you're feeling really stressed out, what is a way that I can help you feel <clears throat> or help you work through that. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. Like what, what is a tool that people can use? Um, if they, yeah, if they're feeling like they're shutting down, they don't have like enough bandwidth to do the thing that they really want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, how do they get back? So <clears throat> I have two thoughts. So the first thought that I really like to offer people is if we are able to control our breath, we can control so much more than we realize. So if we can pause, because if we're right, if we're feeling really stressed out, our heart might be racing, our armpits might be sweaty, right? Like our focus might be a little blurry. And if we can just pause, and just take a deep breath, maybe even two. And if it there's space for it, toss in a third one. Mm. And just take a step back and reassess the situation. Observe what's happening here. Am I safe? You know, and then before you proceed, really just observe and ask yourself questions like am I safe are these thoughts that I might be having like are they do they fit the situation can I just can I just pause for a second and then when you're ready proceed mindfully hmm. so when I say proceed mindfully in a sense of like you know do you know is my dog barking in the background or is there a tea kettle boiling over before I proceed, right? What, what can I just squash and take care of before I proceed mindfully? So that's my first thought. I think that's a good first thought. I, I was following along while you were walking us through just the deep breaths and I could feel my system beginning to settle down. And usually my indicator of like whether I'm more resourced is like how, how low is my voice? If it's like really high and strained, then I know that I'm kind of in a place where I need to stop and slow down. And, and being reminded of that in the moment was really helpful. 
Thanks for sharing. And, you know, I think I just want to highlight that that's pretty amazing that that's a level of awareness that you have. Um, some people don't have that, whether they're 40, 50, 60. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I'll second that for sure. I was following along with the instruction, <clears throat> excuse me, and just noticed, you know, how nervous I was in the beginning of the podcast. I was actually the nervous podcast guy for sure. And as you led us through that, I just, you know, one breath, two breaths. By the third breath, I was like, oh, man, I just felt that home in myself. And I could see how much more resourced I felt, how, you know, my mind was clear. And I was better able to make a more conscious decision, you know, I, and especially the instruction about asking myself, do I feel safe in this moment? Because what I was feeling like before is like more in the back part of my brain. I was like in, in the fight, flight, or freeze part where I wanted to run away. So, yeah, that was that was really, really helpful. And that's a very simple, you know, easy, practical tool, you know, that anybody out there could, could listen, you know, could follow along with. And I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, some of the listeners will be following along the same way Rob and I did in your instruction there. So that was really helpful. Thank you for that. Absolutely. And it, and it's, it's a skill from DBT. Um, and it's actually called stop. It's a stop skill. And again, more letters, it's an acronym. So S is stop. I like to say pause because stop is like <laughs> T take a step back. O observe your surroundings and then P proceed mindfully. What was that again? Say that again. Stop. Step. Stop. Stop. S T O P like stop sign. Oh, okay. Era. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And and to add some, I, I know you mentioned some some good stuff, and I don't want it glossed over as well. At the, at the end, you were like, "Hey, take a second to assess: is there something that I, I need to take care of in my environment or for myself?" Um, and I want I want to connect that through the earlier statement of so that I can feel safe. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there and you're about to have a conversation with an attractive lass. And your nervous system is freaking out. You don't know what to say. You're trying to come up with the perfect thing. Taking a moment to stop and like, hey, do I need to like eat or get some water or like just like yoga or stretch or something so that I, I can be in a good place to have a conversation first um, will probably be really good. And, and you might, you, some of you are probably going to be like, but then she's going to be gone. And I think that's the other important point that's sort of baked in here. There, there's a distinct lack of urgency here. And mm. if you can take your time and slow down and do this for yourself, um, the next person you run into, you will be resourced and ready to have a conversation with. And that's kind of the important thing. The more urgency you feel, the more stressed out you're going to feel, the worse you're going to feel when you actually have that interaction. So it kind of just cascades. And I, my thought is, and let me know if this resonates for you, Mary, that like, if you build up this very simple skill of checking in with yourself, stopping, taking a few breaths, taking an inventory, mm -hmm. eventually you'll be at a place where this is so natural for you that you're going to be at ease with people or in situations that used to be very uncomfortable. And that's exactly where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my thing in response to that is like 
it's not like uh oh i have this new skill now i'm gonna be cool <laughs> it's like yo i got this new skill and i get to motherfucking practice it and i get to keep practicing it and then maybe i'll have it really solid one week maybe i'll have it solid for like three months and then <clears throat> the less you practice it the more um in the forefront of your brain it'll be right so I think of it as a constant practice, not just like a um, strategy or like a tool in your toolbox. I think of it as like a continuation. So you can strengthen your mindfulness around what am I doing, right? What does my voice sound like? Mm. And I almost want to comment on that sense of urgency, right? Like if you're going up to a girl and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't want her to leave, then she'll feel that, right? Or whoever if you go up to an attractive human that you're attracted to, right? Whoever. Yeah. Um, Boys or girls. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like they'll feel that and they'll be like, you know, not that they'll be like, Oh, get away from me. But you know, they'll just be like, <laughs> they might. They'll, 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 they'll respond, right. Their body. Like if we go up there, like, Oh, hi, you know, then <laughs> their body will be like, <sighs> You know, but if we go up there, like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> like Steve Martin from the 1970 in Dan Aykroyd, the wild and crazy guy. Now that that's really cool because I, I think like this is a huge piece for me. And what I'm getting from you, Mary, is that and, and this is a kind of what the podcast is about is about authenticity and vulnerability and just fully being yourself. Like, so learning to pay attention to what's happening inside of us first before we start trying to pay attention to other is going to enhance the likelihood of us creating a really solid, safe connection, you know, with other people. And I I really love that because that tends to be my experience. And and again, it is, it it is a practice, um, not necessarily a technique, even though in some, you know, it, right. It, it, yeah, I, I had a, it is, but it's not, it, it, but when we talk about like authenticity and like um, an intention versus manipulation, we're not manipulating the other person because we're doing this technique because we're trying to elicit this specific response. It's just like, who am I? What do I really need in the moment? How how do you know how do I do this? I'm I'm really kind of you know fumbling with it. So the vulnerability piece is there, it sounds like, and the authenticity piece, and it's kind of like gelling and learning who you really are, what you really need in the present moment, and coming from that place rather from a manipulative kind of, you know, shitty kind of asshole-ish kind of place. Is that, is that am I getting at it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's going a different, or it's kind of introducing a new topic. Like, I, you know, I think that some people might not, some people might think they're being manipulative and like smart and sneaky, mm. but they're, they might just be doing like the absolute opposite. Okay. Um, but anyways, I'm noticing that feels like a, a, a new topic introduced in this conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let's, let's bring it back. Cause I know you mentioned that you had another approach that you wanted to talk about here today and uh, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, so I did lose my second thought, I think, but the <laughs> but that's okay. Um, cuz the other piece is part of it, I guess, is I 
um, you know, I kind of, um, kind of did like a little mindfulness activity, but it wasn't really intentional. So I was thinking about being intentional and running, um, a little mindfulness activity with us right now. So we can really understand what is mindfulness? What does it mean? Um, and I can kind of explain that a little bit, um, before I do it. Um, just really briefly. So mindfulness is the practice of bringing our focus to one thing and one thing only, right? How often does our mind wander to 6 million things? What are we going to do next? Right? Like I'm laying down on this yoga mat, but I'm thinking about what I have to cook my family for dinner, right? Like where mindfulness is the practice of really, really, again, it's a practice, right? It's practicing trying to focus on one thing and one thing only. So um, so what I invite you to do is just find a nice, comfortable position. If you feel pretty comfortable, yeah. just notice that and maybe put your feet nice and flat on the floor if they're not, um, that feels safe and comfortable for you. Um, and maybe if you can sit with your back nice and straight and tall. And if it feels safe for you, I want to invite you to go ahead and close your eyes. And if that doesn't feel safe, maybe you can just gaze down at the floor and just begin by taking some nice mindful breaths. Let's take about three on your own time. And as you're breathing, I wanna invite you to pay attention to some thoughts that might be coming coming in. Just notice them. You don't have to judge them or change them. Begin by bringing your awareness to maybe like place some of those thoughts, maybe put each one individually on a cloud, on its own cloud, and just watch that cloud float away. And if more thoughts come, just notice them. Now I wanna invite you to just do a quick little body scan from the top of your heads to the tip of your toes and just begin by relaxing every inch of your body. Maybe to the point where you even feel like you might go limp. So maybe if there's tension in your shoulders, go ahead and drop them. Don't forget to breathe. Maybe if your toes or the back of your calves feel tight, just circle them around and just relax and let them go. And on your next inhale, we're going to do something called progressive muscle relaxation. So as you breathe in, I want to invite you to squeeze your fists as tightly as you can. And then on your exhale, Open your hands, let them go. I'm gonna do it again. So on your next inhale, we're gonna squeeze your fists really, really, really tight, letting that energy build, imagining a red hot energy just blowing in your fists. And then on your exhale, let it go. 
going to go ahead and do one more. Inhale. Squeeze your fist really, really tight, tighter than the first two. And then exhale. Let it go. And whenever you're ready, if your eyes are closed, an invitation to go ahead and flutter them back open. And then bring your focus back. Do anything you need to loosen your body back out. Would anybody like to share what that was like for them? Oh, man. I'll go. I, it was restorative is the first thing that comes to my mind. Like I feel rejuvenated. I feel fresh. I feel like I can see with new eyes, like just taking that brief amount of time to reconnect, to let go, let go of my thoughts because I can't think when I'm focusing on my breath. I can't do both at the same time. And it actually created what I'm noticing now is that it created a lot of space within me. Like I feel way more spacious. I feel like the load has been lightened. Like all the worry, all the the anxiety, whatever was there, there was some heaviness there, just melted away in that short period of time. Like now I feel like I could walk up to a beautiful woman with no problem feel into what I need because I can feel whatever is going on because there's nothing in the way and I could just proceed with confidence and ease and and it could be it doesn't have to be necessarily with a woman but in whatever interaction that I'm wanting to undertake Mm -hmm. it just has me feeling really present clear current and open and connected to myself and connected to you and Rob so that's that's what's coming up for me. That was really beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And trusting me to do the exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was useful for me as well. Um Oh, well, yeah, voice has definitely dropped. So yeah, um I think there's part of me that still feels some degree of anxiety, but there's also a greater awareness of what's going on in my body. I think I'm more tapped into that right now. Um, yeah, I think as a consequence of noticing that I also began to feel more grounded. It's, I think I noticed that like, usually when I run through stuff like this on my own, it can be easy to default to this mode of like wanting to fix what I'm going through and fix it quickly so I can move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it really helps like having you being the one facilitating it. Cause like, yeah you don't have that agenda. You're just kind of like, okay, let's take as much time as we need to get through this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. Kind of letting go of control. Mm. Yeah. I can see why it's super beneficial to have someone like you in my corner, you know, because a lot, I, I notice a lot of the times it's difficult for me to do it on my own. Or if I do, like Rob said, I, you know, there's some sort of agenda I'm trying to get past. I'm rushing through. And what I noticed with you facilitating was a, yeah, like I, you know, it's a need for me. I need people like you in my life to help bring me back to center, to let me know that everything's all right. Um, 
Yeah, and and especially for the listener, I mean, I think it, you know, we have been taught that if you need some sort of help, that there's something wrong with you, and I don't know, there's, there doesn't, what I'm noticing is there's nothing wrong with me, and, especially as a man, I need help sometimes, mm-hmm. so to have somebody in my corner who can help facilitate and have me more connected, like, I can just see how I can go back out into the world and be way more productive, you know, are way more effective because I feel more connected. And so having, you know, you have personal trainers in our lives. If I, if I want to go to the gym and be more fit, I'm going to hire a trainer. If I want to be more emotionally grounded in, in touch with myself, I'll hire somebody like Mary. You know, it's, it's really important, uh, especially as a man to be able to say, Hey man, I need some fucking help over here sometimes. And, uh, you know, not think that I'm crazy. Like somebody just say, hey, I got your back. No worries, man. I'm going to help you get out into the world and do your thing, man. Bring your gifts to the world. So, um, yeah, that was just a little tidbit that I wanted to kind of share. Like really grateful that you do what you do, Mary, and that you're bringing this to the world. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, being mindful of our body sensations as well can tell us so much. I mean, our body communicates with us so much more than we fucking listen to it. Mm. Like our body is our first line of defense. That is what tells us we're experiencing an emotion, right? If our heart's racing, we might be happy. If our heart's pounding, we might be angry, right? Like if our body feels relaxed, you know, that might show up as feeling at ease. And so if we, if we kind of ignore the signals and the information that our body sends us, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah. And I'm noticing for a good, a good part of my life, I was one of those people who ignored what was going on inside of me. And I can see now the benefit of being really aware, especially when it comes to like, since this is the great day, great date guy great date guy podcast i could see the benefit uh, of being really present to what's happening in my body like like you said it's a it's super important because you and i had a conversation yesterday mary about um cycles and uh you know how important it is for women to understand like because of I'm imagining what they've been told, like menstruation is bad. It's you're having your period is not a good thing. It's dirty or whatever it is. And you were explaining to me yesterday how that's information and how important that information is to you as a woman and to pay attention to it. And then, you know, what, what do I do with this information that my body's giving me? So, you know, um, maybe you could say a little bit more about that, you know, the information part and, you know, what it's like to be a woman and sharing that, you know, that was really helpful for me to understand women even more. I'm smiling because I'm looking at Rob's face. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, we're going this way. Let's, oh, let's fucking go there. Periods are awesome. Yeah, I was so, trying to figure out what direction that was going, but yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think I kind of read that without you saying it, but <laughs> essentially I was just talking a little bit about how I'm learning about um, the certain phases of the cycle, uh, like the menstruation cycle, because it's not just like 
the bleeding part of it that everybody thinks about, there's like four cycles, right? Mm. Like learning how to listen to our body helps us be in line with like things. So if we're, if we're not listening to our body, if our heart's racing, and then we try to have that conversation with our spouse, and then all of a sudden it turns into screaming match because we didn't take care of ourselves, right? Full circle back to the stop skill. Mm. Right. Or if we do listen to it and it's like, okay, I'm noticing I didn't eat. I'm noticing my boss just yelled at me. So before I talk to my spouse about how she stacked the dishes the incorrect way, I'm going to tell her, I just need a second before I come downstairs. If you can just let me change really quick. Um, but yeah, just really learning how to listen to our body. But in, in order to listen to our body, we have to be mindful of what it is doing. So there's like different steps that happen before we just are like master listeners. You know, we have to like pause first, right? And like that exercise that we just did, that is a practice to help us understand what's happening without judgment. A big part of mindfulness practice is being able to notice things, notice our body sensations, notice our thoughts, notice our feelings, and without judgment and if you notice that you're placing judgment just simply try to remove it yeah that, and that that's a practice like, that feels like a big deal like non-judging yeah it's not easy no no so eliminating it's easier that. to judge because it just is more natural why do we do that what what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> yeah, I want to know. Sure. I want to know yeah. too. Yeah, I want. Come well, on, Mayor. If like, I had a crystal ball, here we go. My crystal ball. No, I think this is my thoughts on judgment. Yeah, cool. Is because we, I think a lot of people just try to fit in a certain box. Mm. So a lot of judgments are like, I should be doing that. I really should be going to the gym. Right. Because like whatever we're doing now means that we're doing something wrong. Mm. Um, so if we tell ourselves that we're doing something wrong, then we're essentially doing something right because people think that we know what we're supposed to be doing. It's a full weird thing. Yeah. And if we stop shooting on ourselves, that's what I tell people. Stop shooting on yourself. Don't shoot on yourselves. So I know you said. Because as soon as we place a should on something, that means we're doing something wrong. When in reality, we might just be doing what we want to do. Or being, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, this, this isn't true. I, I think some of it probably comes from childhood too, right? Yeah, like absolutely. A lot of our conditioning, you know, somebody... There's this younger part of me that's back there saying, you know, or, you know, it's my mom or whoever it is, man, my yeah. teachers. Oh, so, absolutely. So this practice of mindfulness helps us to get clear, get rid of the shoulds, get rid of the woods and kind of allows us to access this space of authenticity, who we decide we want to show up as in the present moment, rather than all these voices and other people that have influenced us from the past. This is like, hey, this is an opportunity for you, the listener, to practice becoming authentically who you are by doing the simple steps that Mary uh, explained. And it is a practice because we all have some sort of conditioning 
I use the word conditioning, you can call it brainwashing, <laughs> if you like that, or whatever from, you know, from our childhood. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's being easy on ourselves too, is what I'm getting. I like the word gentle. Mm. I like the word being gentle with ourselves. Yeah, that feels nice. It's like, hey, I wish somebody would have been gentle with me when I was yeah. little, but they were kind of harsh, maybe. Mm. It's kind of like reparenting yourself. Rewiring mm. the brain. Mm. I like it. What's coming up for you, Rob? I've been trying to think of how I draw this all back to the main point of, of where we started. And I think I think the synopsis that I have so far, let me know if this lines up for what you're expressing, is like, it, it's really landing like a conversation around, uh, as you were saying, getting into alignment. So if we're fully aligned and the ways that we can get there is we take time to pay attention to what we need in the moment. Is there stuff that I need to take care of? Do we need to stop, slow down, take some deep breaths, muscle relaxation? Um, I can get more aligned when I do those things. Um, but it's also just like, hey, are my thoughts and emotions aligned too? Um, am I shooting on myself? Is there something that I'm trying to be? Um, is there like a perfectionist streak running? And can I be gentle on myself and get more aligned that way? But the closer I get to that full alignment, um, I, I would, uh, the, the word that's coming up to like is, is optimal, but that's not exactly the word that I want. But like the more aligned we are, I guess maybe what comes up for me is the more likely I am to get the outcome that I want, which mm. is that things will go well. Um, whereas if I'm really misaligned, things might kind of get out of hand, out of control, escalate into conflict. Mm. Um, it, does that map to what you were expressing? Yeah, absolutely. I think of two separate kind of ways to kind of say it is, um, I think of the word imbalance, right? Cause ba- like constantly balancing, um, or trying to find a balance means that there's a little bit of everything, right? Like there's a little bit of conflict, little bit of self-care, little bit of love, right? So it's kind of what I think. And the other piece that I think of is, um, full circle is, essentially how can we live in line with our values because once we are living in line with our values then we ultimately live as you said optimal i think of a life worth living or a fulfilling life period so as soon as we're stepping as soon as we're living life outside of our values and we start to feel a little shaken up right so like if we're like reaching out to for doing something we wouldn't usually do and it doesn't feel good and it's not like it goes beyond stepping outside of our comfort zone we'll know or like if we you know like steal a car or like you know things that's just dramatic but like okay so uh, maybe now in your life right maybe that wouldn't feel in line with your values or running late to work we start to feel shaken up but if we don't really give a shit we our heart won't race as much right yeah this is this is awesome um like looking at the ground that we've covered this feels like foundational stuff like 
if I wanted to live a life of fulfillment and start showing up in a way that didn't feel bad all the time. Um, this is this is to me like everything that you would need to understand in terms of the impact, why you'd be motivated to do this, how you'd begin to approach it. Like, um, yeah, like all really critical conversations for getting that kind of lifestyle going. And I'll, I'll also throw in that like, it's possible to be successful without doing this, but then the trade-off is usually like, hey, my life is hollow and it feels like I'm just going through the motions because at that point you really are. Like none of those things might be aligned with what is actually important to you. And okay. for me, at least, that wasn't, that that really wasn't worthwhile. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for yeah. sharing that. Yeah, man, I just want to echo the same thing. I, yeah, this, this conversation went in a bunch of different directions, but thank you, Rob, for tying it all back together and making it relevant because you fucking rock, brother. And that's what you do best. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely good, good stuff, man. Like that is a superpower of yours. I, we have this conversation, Mary, quite often at the end of the podcast. Just Rob has this great capability of seeing from like a meta view of what just what occurred, and then tying it all together. Literally, like I witnessed it. Like I witnessed like that clear, like call it like a board that his mind was organizing it and i could just witness it right here yeah yeah my head was off at like a 45 degree angle i had like an eyebrow cocked it's like is he in pain i'm not i don't know i think he's doing something (laughs) i didn't think it was pain i knew it was the brain working yeah man this has just been this has been a beautiful journey man that we've been on really appreciate yeah well thank you so much for you know, extending an invitation for me to be here. I'm honored. Mm. Yeah, we love to have you. Or, and, and, and also, um, if someone who's listening right now like really enjoys your vibe and wants to get connected with you or to work with you, like how would they begin sorting through that process? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're not looking to connect professionally, you can always follow me on Instagram. Um, it is Mary Lou Palmieri, spelled M-A-R-Y-L-U-P-A-L-M as in Mary I-E-R-I. That is my, what do you call it? Tag. If you are looking to connect professionally, I did send Scott the link to my psychology today. It shows a little bit more of a professional bio. Um, and eventually I am looking to start a therapeutic Instagram to just kind of shed some different ideas similar to this, obviously much shorter, but, um, you know, that's in the works, but for now, professionally psychology today and, um, personally, and for fun, you can always follow me on Instagram. I post a lot. Hey, what about, this is how I found Mary. This was the coolest thing. Our story of meeting was pretty cool. Your dance, um, program that you you run i i I would assume that it's some it's therapeutic as well yeah moving your body so if you want to include a link to that as well yeah yeah so i know we're running out of time so i just want to be mindful and respectful um so the handle of that is free to the number two b underscore dance community so it's free to be dance community and that is a community that sorry charlie 
that my what friend up, James and I started. Can you hear me behind his yeah. devilish yeah. bark? <laughs> um, he's like the literally time. the sweetest dog in the whole wide world. But yeah, so dance community, my friend and I, um, my friend James and I, we put our heads together and was like, yo, we want to create this safe space for people. We want it to be free. We want it also to allow people to feel free to be themselves, feel free to be expressive, to be an observer, to be a participant, um, to really just dance freely. Um, and that's held in Hoyt Lake in Buffalo, New York, not California, but maybe someday we'll bring it out there. Yeah, Rob, Rob will be down to visit, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah, it'll happen. World's opening up again. That's nice. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we'll, we'll throw all that information into the show notes. So uh, you don't have to memorize that if you're listening right now. Just <laughs> click down below and the link will be there. Um, yeah, anything you want to close us out with, Mary? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it. Really, thank you. I mean, it's really awesome to speak with two men that are open to having these kinds of conversations because it's not often that they can hold the space. I mean, I know that's kind of like an overarching judgment um, or generalization, but essentially it's really beautiful to be able to share the space with two male humans. <laughs> Thank you. I am definitely a male human, I think. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that for sure. And thanks for trusting me too, to run the exercise too, because you know, not everybody has is capable of that too. Yeah, it was really nice to surrender. It felt good. I definitely needed it. Me too. Yeah. And and, and let me say this, Mary. It, I I needed it with some feminine energy. I, I get this a lot hmm. in my men's group and Rob and I, but it's a different. It felt different today with you facilitating, and it's it was you know. Yeah, I think there's an extra layer of um, like depth and and softness. And mm -hmm. no, let me let me use your word, mm. Gent gentleness that only a woman can bring. And thank you for that. Thank you for bringing that to this space for us to experience and for the listener as well. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, and if you're listening right now, Mary has the tattoo that literally just says cool with a period at the end on her elbow. It's, yeah, flashing that. Um, and, and thank you for listening and being here with us today. We love you. We'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, greatdateguide.com is still up and running, but we'll probably be switching that up as soon as we rebrand. But you can also leave us a comment by clicking on the little chat box in the bottom right-hand corner. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye. <laughs>